This is the Broncos Blitz, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Here's your host, Danny Williams. Welcome back into another edition of the Broncos Blitz podcast. I am Danny Williams. Jake Myers sitting next to me. He's producing the product. He is my co-host. Uh, we appreciate you guys being with us. Jake, how are you, buddy? Doing good, doing good. I run the show. Yeah, he does. Um, all the sounds you hear. Um, the silky chops. It's all Jake. He's a professor now. Respect him. Um, Put some respect on my name. For sure. Uh, I, I tell people I'm one of the greatest, maybe one of the most underrated figures in the history of Denver Sports Talk Radio. Jake is the next great star in the history of Sports Talk Radio. Oh, yeah. But for the Broncos Blitz podcast, which we do every day for you guys, we hope you guys are enjoying. Um, we try to deliver. We try to come with something that you haven't heard yet. We try to give you a, a take that, as we refer to as a fresh and sexy, one that you uh, have not heard yet. Today, we got a lot of stuff. Madden ratings, I want to go through um, the Broncos kind of starters. Uh, look at some Madden, Madden rankings for guys. See if they got it right and see if they got it wrong. And maybe talk about some guys who will or will not uh, outperform or underperform their overall score. Okay, so I think that'll be kind of fun. Uh, also, I mean, we got to start this podcast basically by um, going through what happened yesterday's training camp practice as today's is just getting going here. Um, okay, so let's start there, Jake. Okay. Um, yesterday, we'll start with another win for Teddy. While you mentioned a couple times. It was pretty close between the two guys, at least the numbers, the charts, the right. uh, maybe the overall feel of how productive the guys were. Teddy hit him with the long bomb, uh, dropping bombs on your moms, like we mentioned. Um, and However, both guys ended practice with interceptions. Off a of long drives, Drew Locke uh, takes him down the field 60-plus yards, throws a pick. Just like Drew Locke, you kind of, you know, right. um, you would expect him to do so i'm wondering the guys who might be real pro drew lock um if they're still listening to this podcast because we haven't been anti drew lock and we haven't necessarily eh, we are having an anti drew lock but we're not like pro teddy we're pro teddy for the job we're not pro teddy for teddy's my ideal broncos quarterback let's not be ridiculous here okay um but we, we have two choices uh, Deshaun Watson looks like he's going to the Eagles, and Aaron Rodgers right now is at Green Bay camp. So for the 2021 season, we're rolling with these two guys. And every day, what's the storyline? Where's the you know what's the narrative? Um, it's 50-50 competition, which in a lot of ways it feels like it has been true to what the Broncos themselves have been trying to put out there and produce and create, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it seems like both Drew Locke and, and Teddy Bridgewater are getting equal opportunities to show what they can do out there, equal op, equal reps with the starting unit. So it's a, it's a very equal competition. But doesn't it feel now at this point, minus Teddy's three-pick day, that Teddy's in the lead? To me, it feels like Teddy's very much in the lead and starting to pull away, and I think we'll see that and feel that over the next week. But also, Jake, um, for anyone who thinks like yesterday's practice where Drew Locke's like, oh, man, he's winning practice today. And if he throws a touchdown, that would somehow put him in the lead 
of the quarterback competition, or on the other side, he throws that pick. And for anyone to think that the coaches might be like, Jake, oh, man, I'm back to Teddy now. This is Teddy's job now after that. I think that's ridiculous. Yeah, one one play in training camp is not going to sway the coaches as much uh, as, you know, preseason and you know scrimmages well not just that stuff jake the what's going on in film study what's going on when they're asking these guys questions about situations what's going on with the leadership stuff what's going on in the you know the the team meeting rooms that's all the areas where i think teddy bridgewater is light years or you could say a drew light year away See how I did that? Yeah, uh, yeah. Away from actually what Drew Locke is able to really do for this team. And for all of those reasons, that's why I think it's Teddy's job and it's going to be Teddy's job. Yeah, I think you're right. You're spot right. on with you know, right. the, the importance of those intangibles. Uh, well, intangibles. Understanding the playbook, the leadership, all that stuff. And clearly, I think Teddy being the vet and having the experience yeah. gives him the edge over Drew Locke, One the, more thing. the young, punky quarterback. You just said it. We're like a week in now. The terminology's been different. Drew Locke's is the, the terminology. Now he has another, it's a full year. It should be. It should come to him like uh, it's easy work. Um, all work is light work. Um, for Bridgewater, you know, terminology's different. You know, one thing in a different offense now means or is called or is re- is referred to as something else in, in Shermer's, in this new offense. So as Teddy gets more comfortable with this stuff, it's going to become easier as well and you heard teddy yesterday when a um, little miscommunication turned into a pick he said it's easy easily fixed that stuff's easily fixable that's why we're out here right now doing this stuff i'm not afraid to make mistakes um even though he plays where it feels like he plays it safe I don't look at it like that. I think that's just the guy who he is. That's what comes natural to Teddy. Teddy's not holding back. It's just the kind of quarterback that Teddy is. You know, uh, you know, this is a little off topic, but I saw a clip of Drew Locke in training camp, and he was getting the 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 rush was coming towards him, and he started to you know get happy feet and was you know rolling out and and looking for somebody to pass to, and it was intercepted by Justin Simmons. Yeah. Um, but right there, uh, Jerry Judy, he was like throwing up his hands like there's nothing I could have done. Uh, the throw was right to Justin Simmons, and Kareem Jackson was right there too. And so if Justin Simmons didn't get that, then Kareem definitely would have got that pick. So Drew Locke resorting back to his old ways there in that clip. Yeah, you know, it's like we're doing this thing, and I feel like i got to stop talking about Drew Locke here and Teddy Bridgewater. Um but it's also so necessary. It's also the the biggest story and storyline for these Broncos. It's like the only thing that really matters until we know who's going to lead the team. And then other things will matter. It's like nothing else really matters until we know who's going to lead this team. Because if Drew Locke is the starting quarterback of this team, then like we look at the team differently. We look at the offensive line a little bit different. We look at the run game and what it will or won't be different uh, differently. If we if it's Teddy Bridgewater, you know, it's going the offense will look a little bit different. The running backs will be more involved, not only running the ball more, but in like a short passing game extension of the run. You know, which. Um, 
is very, again, which is Tom Brady might uh, do that better over the back and second half of Tom Brady's career, uh, better than anybody ever. And Tom Brady, we think, oh, man, like Tom Brady's launching down the field. Not really, not anymore. Um, well, Tom Brady was dinking and dunking and hardly really took it downtown um, this last season with all the success they had. Well, how they have success? Well, he's the greatest of all time, for one. But also, he did just enough. For a team that was so talented, right? Skill positions, multiple running backs, uh, defense. I mean, just great players. Uh, more talent. You know, I'm trying to use this as a comp to say, and that Teddy can have success with these guys, and that this will be as good a team as Teddy's ever seen and played with. But also, Teddy's not Tom, so I'm not to pre- pretending he is. But you know, it's how the pieces fit together, right? And it's how the pieces fit together. You know, you said you we we can't seem to get away from this Drew Locke, Teddy Bridgewater conversation just because that's the unknown. That's the number one question mark going into this season. The rest of the roster looks solid, and it seems like everybody uh, in their competitions are set. So that's that's why we can't get away from this conversation. But no, when, when Teddy comes in, or if Drew Locke comes in, I would think that Teddy could amplify the rest of the yeah. roster, and Drew Locke holds them back a little bit, in my opinion. It's necessary. Again, the, uh, the, this is the Broncos Blitz podcast, and we have you know been spending half of our time on this quarterback discussion. But also, I think we've been doing a really good job of um, giving you what you need to know um, in and around the team. And kind of all uh, you know, all of the other areas that you know will make this team successful, you know, or not. So let's check in here. Let's take care of some business. Uh, the Broncos Blitz podcast it can be found anywhere that you find podcasts: uh, Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, um, Google Play. Uh, it's important for us that you subscribe to this podcast. We really would appreciate you guys doing that. Also, once you're at the podcast, then rate it, review it, uh, reply to the podcast, and we will, uh, you know, we'll see it. We'll mention you guys, like some of you guys have done already, which is really cool. Um, I'm Danny Williams. I'm at Tweets Danny on Twitter. Uh, Jake, who's at Jake Meyer Radio on Twitter as well. We do nine to eleven every day at Mile High Sports. Um, radio 98.1 FM milehighsports.com where you can watch us on the homepage of milehighsports.com uh, podcasted versions of the radio show you could check out as well uh, a lot of ways to get involved with this podcast and with our radio show if you do so um, you know that stuff that means a lot to us you guys are you know we try to do this uh, for you guys um, a lot of podcast guys a lot of radio guys think they're you're real it's an honor for you to listen to what they have to say. Now, nah, man, um, we do this kind of stuff. We're lucky to, you know, we know how lucky we are, Jake and I, to be able to do this kind of stuff. So we try to do a good job for you guys every single day. Yeah, we we, don't t- yeah, we don't take this stuff for granted. No, and we appreciate any, you know, conversations that you guys, you know, join in on, rates, reviews you give us, and, and just for listening as well. Uh, we Big shout out to the listeners out there. Big cheer. Uh, okay, so... Madden ratings, full team Madden ratings. Okay, I want to check them out for you guys here. And I want you guys to uh, tell me if you think they're proper or not. Do you have some of those ratings? I'll give you a second um, to pull those up while uh, I know Von Miller's got a 93 overall rating. Yeah, Von Miller, 93 overall. He's the team's highest rated player. Uh, and Where's Simmons? Well, actually, I thought he and Simmons was ninety. Simmons is a ninety-seven, okay, okay, okay. actually. So ninety-seven is the highest. Okay. Von Miller's a close second at a ninety-three. Let's start with those two guys. For one, 
There's like how many 99 club guys? Like 10, 6, 8? Only a few. Aaron Donald, There's Patrick There's not even Mahomes. a dozen 99 club guys. So you have to look at it as like those guys are the eight or ten best players in football. The 98 club is the rest of all the best, the elite players. So to be at a 90 or 97 is pretty special. It's pretty big for Justin Simmons. It finally feels he's getting some of the recognition that he really deserves and that uh, comes with, um, you know, got to have some Pro Bowls, some second-team All-Pros, that kind of stuff. He's there now. He's fully arrived. Is that a proper rating for Justin Simmons? No doubt about it. Um, you know, he's one he's one of the highest paid safeties in the league and he has earned that. You know, the okay. Pro Bowls, the the ball hawk game that he plays is is amazing. Okay, check this. I would say though, safety is one of my least most important positions. So no disrespect to Justin, no disrespect to Hart is to play safety. But if you could give a ninety seven rating to any other player um, or maybe other a player in another position other than quarterback, who would you rather be a 97? What player in what group would you rather uh, be a 97? Quarterback, no other doubt. Quarterback. <laughs> okay, other than quarterback, yeah. I would want a pass rusher at 99 or defensive line like an Aaron Donald uh, at, at 99 just to hold down, right the, answer. Hold down the front. Right answer. Um, outside of that. What's Garrett Poles? Um, let me see. I'd have to scroll down a little bit. Uh, offensive line, Garrett Bowles is an 84 overall. That's not right. That should be... Well, do you know what? In these it, Madden ratings, again, right. and you might look at it, these are uh, video game dweebs putting this thing together. Nah, there's pretty, some fist, pretty sophisticated football guys uh, putting this stuff together. While I think he should be probably at an 89 or 90... 84 seems pretty low for Garrett Bowles. Yeah, considering the contract that he's under, um, but you know that that's just the, just the cost of fish at the market. But Garrett Bowles, you know, maybe they're considering you know his past a little bit. For sure, you can't have four years of lackluster play and one year of fire play, and you know the contract does you know doesn't uh, equivalent. Uh, um, uh, um, basically, doesn't I don't know mean anything when it comes to your Madden. Rating, so right. I think maybe okay when I reconsider that. What about Vaughn's ninety three? Is that right for Vaughn? Um, I'd say Vaughn should probably be like at a ninety. Yeah, I think ninety three might be a little bit, bit of high. Reputation love for Vaughn, definitely giving him the benefit of the doubt here with that ninety three. But coming off an injury, uh, especially an Achilles injury, I think you maybe bring him down a few points. You know that speed, the acceleration, the explosiveness. Uh, maybe, I'd like just for bring Von Miller to turn back into being a 93 at some point this year. That would be big for the Broncos. If he plays like a 93 for this entire season, that would be big for this for this team, right? Yeah, absolutely. He He's the face of the team. He's their energy, the heart. Yeah. Um, and he's become a leader of this team. You know, I don't know that we would have been something with Vaughn last year, but we were nothing without him. You know what I mean? Right. All right, uh, give me another guy. Uh, Kyle Fuller. What's he? Uh, he's an 87. He's the highest ranked cornerback. Really? Uh, on on what's Sertan as a rook? So as a rookie, let's see here. An 87 Sir, for Fuller feels about right. 87 for Fuller. I bet you at one point at his prime he was a 92 type of player. Right. 80. We saw again 87 is higher rated than Garrett Bowles. Mm -hmm. um, once we start talking about this, you'll see that a guy rated in the 80s is actually a pretty damn good player. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's no shame in that. Um, Bryce Callahan's an 86. Okay. Ronald, Ronald Darby's an 80. 
Okay. And Sertan is a 76. Uh, obviously, the the Madden ratings adjusters have not been in training camp, so they're not seeing the, well, the display that, that Sertan is, is, is doing. I think... But it's going to take time for you to get that recognition, like you say. I'm not... Um, I don't know everything about the Madden games these days. I'm more tech mobile. <laughs> but I do believe that most rookies come out somewhere in the high 70s or low 80s, and that has nothing to do with um, who and what Sertan has a chance to be or how really special, and he's good. He's been and looked so far. But by season, he's a 76? 76, By yes. season, he's an 86. Definitely. And as they adjust this thing as the season goes along with the downloads and te- you know, players trading teams and guys getting injured and stuff like that, I think that changes. Um, Alexander Johnson's an 81. Really? Yeah. That's a bit of a surprise. Can you some more Did of those? you think he was going to be lower or yeah, higher? Yeah, I thought he'd be like in the 70s, the high 70s somewhere. Where's a Josie Jewell and some of these other guys then? Josie Jewell's right at 75. The other rookie uh, linebacker, Baron Browning's at 67. Okay. Interesting. I mean, that's a position of weakness for this team. That's not a position mm-hmm. of strength. Um, give me another position group. Uh, give me the uh, Melvin Gordon and uh, Javante. Okay, so Melvin Gordon is solid at 85. Javante Williams, 75. And uh, Damn, 85? 85 for Melvin, Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon was good last year. Melvin Gordon, I mean, flat out, guys. Um, back left in our mouth with the DUI stuff. Uh, came in and took away uh, Philip Rivers' job and all the love we had for Philip. Those things may be true, but they're also the reasons why we never fully in- bought in on on uh, Melvin Gordon and really never fell for Melvin Gordon. Uh, and actually, you know, a guy, it's like we, like he's spending our money. Two years of $14 million, whatever it was, no way, didn't, not worth it. You know, it ain't your money, it ain't our money, even though I could appreciate, you know, you wanting to spend the Broncos' money right. Um Melvin Gordon is really good, especially the last half of the, se- the second half of the season. Melvin Gordon, actually, other than Garrett Bowles, was this team's best offensive player, and it wasn't close. Right. It was not close. Okay, give me uh, another group. All right, we're going to go to tight end. Uh, Noah Fant, he's at an 83. Okay. And I like that. Albert O is at 69. <laughs> <laughs> Giggity. All right. Uh, so 83, if he turns it up to an 88 or 87 by season's end, that means he catches 50 or 60 balls. Uh, means he has six or seven touchdowns, and uh, and he's kind of wrecking fools. It is a menace a little bit. Uh, I like Albert O to get some touches as well, but not at the expense of Noah Fan. I want Noah Fan to be featured. I want to see everything that Noah Fant's got and is capable of. Um, when you draft a guy in the first round, you got to showcase him. He's got to be a star at this point in his career and um, a Pro Bowl type of player. You got to try to, I think he's got that in him, but you got to go find a way to uh, get that out of him um, through. The quarterback through scheme, through play calling, through motivation on Mo- Noah Fanson. Not that he needs that kind of stuff, but you got to find a way to get the value out of the pick. 83 is about right. I want to see him as an 88. Most definitely. And let's move on okay. to a uh, wide receiver group that there's a lot of anticipation about here in Broncos yeah. country. And, you know, maybe these Madden adjusters uh, haven't been listening to the hype. Okay. about these uh, wide receivers here in Denver. Cortland Sutton, after coming off an ACL injury, is at an 82. 
One sec. Cortland Sutton at an 82. That's about right. Jerry Judy. got that right. Right on. Yeah. yeah. Jerry Judy's at a 79. Tim, okay. Tim Patrick, 78. KJ Hamler, 72. I mean, I'm fine with that kind of stuff. When you're hearing some guys in the 90s and some guys in the 80s, you're thinking, well, these guys should be in the 80s. Not necessarily. There's a lot of good NFL players who are in the high 70s with Madden ratings. You know, it just... It's just what it is. So, um, Last Judy should be an 86 by season's end. I hope Sutton goes to an 83 or 84. That, that means he would have come back to being the player that we once knew that he was. Not a better player, but that same player, 1,000 yards, 75, touch, uh, 75 receptions. Um, KJ and Patrick, I like that those guys both have scores like that. You can have three receivers or four receivers in the 80s, but if you got two in the high 70s and two in the high 80s, well, then maybe this team does have one of the best wide receiver groups, even if one of those guys isn't in the 90s. But who's to say they won't be one of them? Right. And lastly, I kind of want to go through uh, outside of Von Miller, the outside linebackers. You have Bradley Chubb at an 85, yeah. uh, which is right around I would, which, what I would say is right for Bradley Chubb. Uh, I, I think that's about right. Malik Reed at a 74. Okay. And a Derek Tuska at a 60. You know, obviously what he hasn't like really seen too much of the field. The Shelby Harris's of the world. Give me a Madden uh, rating for a guy like that. Shelby Harris is at an 80. Okay. Wow. Out of that, he'd been somewhere around a 72. Wow. Okay. So he's quite a bit better than you thought it would have been. Yeah. Um, quite a bit. Also on that. 85 for Chubb. Let's talk about that for just one sec. Man, what a what a big year. What an important year for Bradley Chubb. I think that, for one, we'll never – he'll never be the guy who this team – well, he'll never be Von Miller, for one, but that's an incredible, impossible standard. He'll actually never – be fully embraced and live up to his expectations, one, because I don't think he's going to live up to the expectations. I think he's a, uh, he's had a lot of injuries over his career, not just in his NFL career, but his collegiate career as well. I don't think he's as physically impressive as Von Miller and some other guys at his position. And I think that, uh, again, the getting in the teammates faces stuff last year the we're losing i'm gonna throw stuff around and act like a damn fool stuff that took a little bit of love away from me off of bradley chubb and a little bit of leadership kind of stuff where i was hoping he would develop and turn into i think 85 is just about right what scares me he's a 78 next year and uh you know and we're talking about him even coming back and getting a second contract with this team. That's the scary part about Bradley Chubb's game, but also uh, the Pro Bowl, you know, maybe out of namesake and the, the high draft pick. And, you know, he did perform pretty well, but, you know, didn't meet those expectations yeah. like you were saying. So that's uh, uh, Pro Bowl off is, a is right bit around of the reputation. Mark. He didn't really yeah. earn and deserve that Pro Bowl, but sometimes, you know, you get a. He, you know, he's lucky to be on this team next to that guy, Von Miller, and had a little bit of success before. So um, he won't get that same kind of love this year if he does not blowing it out of the water. All right. Give me a couple more, guys. We'll wrap this thing up. Um, Draymond Jones is at a 75. Okay. Von Miller has some great things to say about him. If Draymond Jones is into an 80 or 81 or 82 this next year, 
great things are happening for this team because he's a, you know, he's a player that if he gets it going, we know how talented the rest of this defense is. If he's wrecking fools at a very important position and where there's very few really special elite guys, that's what makes Aaron Donald one of the most incredible guys like of all time, you know, um, it'd be big time for this team. And uh, at the safety position, strong safety, Kareem Jackson is at an 86. Uh, I thought he might have been a little bit lower than that, just considering his age. Yeah. Um, but an 86. Leadership, thumper, uh, swag, swagalicious. Um, so good two years ago. Probably a 90 type of player two years ago. Still getting a little bit of love from that. But also I think the 86 score is proper. Older, but proper. He's older, but proper. I like that. And lastly, uh, we would be remiss if we didn't talk about Brandon McManus. He's at a 78. What? That's including, you know, your speed, your acceleration, uh, okay. Well, okay. strength, I guess so. I guess agility, so. awareness, So, all like, that the greatest stuff. kicker is at, like, a 86 yeah, or 84 then, or what? They're, they're, the kicker's ratings okay. are never too high, but if you have a, a kicker in the 80s, that's where you want to be. It got away from McManus a little bit last year sometimes. Frustration. Um, calling out of the coaches, and then Vic Fangio calling out special team yeah. coaches. You know, he missed a couple by just a hair, but also they weren't like, um, this guy's got the yips, and this guy's got the shanks. Um, a little bit of, you know, it's like a closer or a bullpen guy. You know, one year your lights out, the next year just not quite as good. I think next year, this next year for McManus, because the Broncos, as long as I've ever been alive, and even before, they've always had great kickers and never had to worry about that position. I believe McManus has another really good year and is like a, I kind of like, he's willing to speak up and say things, but also not too much because he's a kicker. And a lot of weird ways, he's a somewhat of a, a kind of a leader and a pretty decent guy on this team and a good guy to have around. Great dude. Yeah. My brother. Okay. Uh, we're about done with this thing, but I want to do one more rating. Give me a Fangio rating. Oh, Vic Fangio. There's no such thing as Madden head coach ratings. Yeesh. But let's say if, let me give you, um, if Andy Reid is a 93 and... Um, McVeigh and Andy Reid are ninety fives, and that's as high as it goes for a court, for a, a coach. Where would Vic Fangio rate? Very low. Um, <laughs> I have not liked what I very, see. very low. Uh, defense. Okay, so there's going to be a defense rating, an offense rating, and then an overall. That was like real quick. Ben Stiller in Fockers, the first one, <laughs> where they're like, oh, you know, it's like they're a rich family. They're out in the hands or whatever. Yeah. And one of the guy, one of the brother-in-laws asked, hey, um, Fokker, what's your portfolio looking like? And he goes, um, I'd say it's strong to quite strong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what it felt like in a weird way. I don't know how, uh, you know, if there's a perfect comp there, but you go, Very um, low. Very low, I would <laughs> yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so give me a so number. So defensive rating, I would put him at Ooh. a 89-90. Very strong. Look at you, Jake. So then Great you go to the offensive side of the ball, special teams. At 79. 79, and you meet About him in the About as low as it gets, 74, 75. Yeah. And they meet somewhere for what? So an, an overall rating would be, I would say, Say a 79-80. I agree. Uh, especially I with agree. the time wow. management Ooh, decisions. Torrid. You know, those those are the They uh, have them intangible. firing their um, not quite analytics guy, but their uh, who, guy who did a little bit of clock management, situational stuff, slight analytics stuff. They fired that guy on day one. Um, there can only be so many scapegoats for Vic Fangio to call out. So 
The leadership wow. hasn't really been there too much. You know what? We're talking a whole lot about Drew Locke and uh, Teddy Bridgewater on the defense. Again, you know, there, there's quality talent at, um, at the skill positions. The defense, again, this team spends more money on its defense than any other team in the NFL. Um, geez, Louise, I'll tell you, Fangio, man, he's been really bad. He's Awful. stunk. And also... Part of the head coach is like, he's the mouthpiece for your team. He creates the culture. You got a, you know, a head coach that looks like McVeigh. You kind of embody that. You got a head coach like Andy Reid. You kind of embody that. You got a, a head coach like Fangio. You kind of embody that for all the bad things and all the bad reasons. And the, you know, he's underwhelming. He's an underwhelming leader. And I'll tell you what, I don't know how this happened. Mike Munchak should be the head coach of this team. And Vic Fangio should be running the defense of this team. No period. doubt. So we'll save that for another discussion on another day. It's Thursday. It's a Thursday edition of the Broncos Blitz podcast. Uh, we'll wrap up the week with the tomorrow big time Friday show. Maybe do a little extra. Maybe do some special uh, uh, extra stuff for you guys in tomorrow's Broncos Blitz podcast. Uh, look out for all the podcasts in the Mile High Sports kind of network. Troy Rink just dropped one as well. It's going to be a huge one. Uh, I don't know if it's as huge as ours, but Troy Rink is a great dude, and he's part of the family now. Uh, check out our podcast. Get it anywhere you find podcasts. Anywhere where you find your podcast, or if you don't really do podcasts, Go to Google Play, go to Apple, Stitcher, uh, Spotify. Uh, check us out Monday through Friday, uh, 9 to 11 a.m., uh, Mile High Sports Radio, 98.1 FM. MileHighSports.com is absolutely um, a monster. And then the app, the Mile High Sports app, is it's great. Uh, anything else, Jake, before we put a T-bow on it? Uh, real quick, I just wanted to throw in there that uh, Pat Shermer said that uh, Cortland Sutton is looking like uh, he did in training camp before he tore his ACL last year. So good things we're hearing about Cortland. Slow Sutton. start. Um, needed to literally break some rust off of that body. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been the Jerry Judy show. So if we're comparing him to Jerry Judy, who's ultimate speed and athleticism and breaks versus a bigger kind of body, and they do it, you know, they do it different. Well, yeah, he hasn't been as good as Jerry Judy, but he's also coming back from a major injury. I think Cortland Sutton's one of the underrated guys and performers on this team, and uh, I really think he's um, good for this team. He's a good guy. And uh, I hope the best for Cortland Sunday. I hope he bounces back with, again, like 900 yards off 70 uh, receptions and seven or eight touchdowns. All right, that's the whole podcast. Uh, I am Danny Williams. I'm at Tweets Danny on Twitter. Jake is at Jake Meyer Radio on Twitter as well. We appreciate you guys, and we love you guys. Good night, Sheila. Good night. Good night.